This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Monday, December the 19th, 2016. December 19th. Thank you so much for joining us. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. Give us a call. 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Wendy's here today to take your phone calls, answer your questions, walk you through your order, or go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Take a look at the product. Point and click. It's that easy. And then get the news to disturb the comfortable well, we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. All of this is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO and owner. His name is Joe Jaquin. He grinds it out daily to make sure you're in the know and then delivers economics with attitude. Merry Christmas on Christmas week, Joe. How are you? Is it Christmas week, really? It really is. Is it? Christmas Eve is Saturday. Uh, it's see. Monday. Sunday is the start of the new week. That's not Christmas week. No, that's That's not. That's Christmas day. That's Christmas day. I will say this. You're right. It's got to be because... Listen, all the holiday shopping happening this week. Well, I was going to say, you're right. You're right. No, you're right. That's New Year's Eve week. You're right. And and I'll tell you why you're right in just a second. Uh, You mentioned uh, our uh, shopping cart. You go out to allamericangold.com. You can point and click. We had... And it was the third biggest weekend, at least as far as online shopping shopping sure. for us. How about that? Yeah, at allamericangold.com. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of you have taken advantage of being able to write a check now. and order online, save money, and write a check. Uh, that was actually the number one way people ordered this well, let me, weekend. Let me ask you a question. You had a great special on Friday. Yes. And so do you think the folks that didn't get to hear us live heard it on the podcast and perhaps had a I'd like, I'd like to believe that. Yeah. You can now do that. Matter of fact, we had the best silver sale maybe maybe ever. Pretty close. Uh, we had rolls of half dollars and rolls of silver quarters. Uh, and I'm I'm actually... Uh, we, we still have some available, so I'm going to extend it through today. The half dollars are almost gone. So we, we've got about 30 rolls of half dollars. These are silver half-dollar rolls. Uh, there's 20 half dollars in a roll, $10 base value pre-1965, so 64s and older. And I will tell you, because I've been rolling them, and you're going to get a mix of them. You're going to get some Kennedy, some Franklin, some Walkers. Uh, all kinds of, of great different dates there as well. We got about 30 of those at 135, and then the rolls of silver quarters. We had a, we had a well over 300 rolls on Friday. Uh, we now we we've sold well over half of those, uh, but we still have about 150, 155 rolls left on the quarters, and that's really the best buy. I got our t- price for us 130 dollars. For a roll, you get forty quarters uh, in those rolls, and those are at one hundred and thirty. I have to say, Friday was fun because, uh, boy, once that you announced what the special was, I know we I... had 
we had multiple, I mean, every line going, in fact, one of the lines is forwarded to my cell phone, should we miss it? We had voicemails on my cell phone because we had every line just lit up, and it was a lot of fun on I Friday. will say that. You know what? I think that was the first time that's ever happened. Pretty cool. But yeah, it's nice to I see I think through. we had, that means you'd have to have seven people calling at once for you to have voicemail on your cell phone. Right. And that's how, that's how busy it was here. It was here. exciting. It was, it was exciting. an exciting special. So we're going to go uh, at least try to go one more day when, and uh, we'll see how the supplies hold up. Uh, but you were talking about Christmas week. We made our annual pilgrimage to the mall. And I say we, our family, my wife and my two boys and I, but before we did that on Sunday, uh, Eric's youngest, Leanne, she graduated from NAU. She is now a nurse. She's got her nursing degree. Yeah. He posted a wonderful picture of him and his daughter, Leanne, you know, at the university in her cap and gown. Great-looking kid. Just that's, I just thought that was wonderful to see him. So on Sunday... He was, he, a, he was a proud father. Oh, yeah. And on Sunday, they had the big, you know, the party, because I right. think they graduated. The ceremony was on Friday had the big party on Sunday, and, I mean, they threw out a spread. And and you know what? Eric and Lori, they're great. Both are great cooks. But they, they did it all themselves. They they made all the food and prepared it all, and it was just fantastic. And and uh, so we celebrated that, and then we're like, okay, got to make that trip to the mall. And you know how it is with your kids? Well, our oldest, our oldest, something happened. Which mall did you hit? I'm just I'm going to get you. Where all of a sudden nothing that he had fit him. It's almost like I don't know what happened, but like when you were asleep last night, somehow your whole body got bigger, right? My parents actually just used to lose their hair because I grew so fast. And, and well, you know what? He's already seventeen, and you're thinking, okay, we're kind of out of that. No, 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 nothing fits him. We got to go to the mall, so we went to Fashion Square, which we do once a year. Probably the only time that I actually go to a mall to shop. That place is enormous, too. Oh. The traffic there is huge. It, it's it's ridiculously dumb. So we went, and just so difficult. And clothes shopping with your teenage son is a royal pain in the you-know-what. How about this? No. Like this? No. No, no. They don't have it. And, of course, the, the one or two things that he wanted, they don't have his size. And, and, and just, you can't win. There's no pleasing anybody. And you're, you had to walk. like It felt like 10 miles of walking. And as we went through, we ended up walking out of there with, like, I think, three things. You know, as a kid that has nothing. And the whole time, he's complaining to his mom, why can't we just do it online? Why can't we? I do it online. <laughs> don't know if it fits if it's online. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. It just tells me I don't think malls are going to be around much longer. Patriot Radio News Hour. Got a great show lined up for you. Something big happened in California today. We'll tell you next. Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J and the love. A, uh, I'll say Homer's limping to the finish line here at the end of the year. It's I'm going to say this. You know these shows where there's like this virus and somehow it kills, you know, most of the population? You're going to be like the first guy gone. It's just a Your sniffle. immune system, it's the worst. It's just the sniffles, man. 
And then it's the, the symbols that last for what, like I mean, this started like a week ago. I know. I just it's you know, actually I you're wish, actually worse today than you were last week. And uh, and I'm on stuff, so it's amazing. So anyway, we were at the mall. I'll tell you, because there was the Sunday, the last Sunday before Christmas, and we were prepared for the worst. Like, oh, why are we doing this? But we do it every year, fine, and. It was actually not that busy. And Fashion Square, for those of you that don't know, that's like the mega mall of Arizona. Right? It's, it's, it, it, you know, it's right there in central Scottsdale, coming in off of Camel, Camelback Road and everything. Parking there can be brutal. Um, and that was, we, I, again, I'm telling you, we were prepared for the worst. For the worst. Okay. Parking, take your pick. Check. Check. We're like, wow, that really? That was wow. easy. That, that was, was easy. easy. Right, we walk into the mall. the The food court was busy. I, I, I'll say this: I don't know what would happen without a food court there, because minus the food court, there was maybe you know a couple people here, a couple people there. I can't tell you how many of the stores where I saw employees just standing. Like, I, I got asked how many. I can't even tell you how many times I got asked if we needed any help. I'm like, yeah, unless you can get me the heck out of here. <laughs> right? No. Nope. What, what, what was the hot store? The the, the Apple store? The, didn't see the Apple store. Didn't see the Apple didn't store. Didn't see the But we were in, you know, we were in Macy's and, and uh, Dillard's. We were at the Nike store, of course. You know, so we were at some of the the bigger names. And uh, I have a question for you. Maybe you're, I mean, your kids may be too old. What's the hot Christmas item this year? What's the kid do the kids I'm want? I'm going to tell you, I have no idea. I, I, I so know. my my younger son wants, you know, he's he's probably the easier of the two. The problem with him is he doesn't stop growing, and uh, but he he's not that picky. Like we went shopping for the older brother, not for Christmas shopping. In this was like this was like a nine one one emergency, right? I've, I've grown everything. We got to get some, you know, something that fits. The younger one walked out with more stuff than the older one. Because yeah, he's easy. He's easy. He's easy. He's easy. But uh, I don't know. You know what? So I'll tell you how it changed. So my, my oldest one, he's 17. He drives you. He wants, he wants rims for his car. See, they're out of that right? kid zone. They're right? out of That's the, boy. right. They don't, neither one of them asked for, they didn't even ask for like a video game. Yeah, they're getting beyond that. They're getting beyond that. I, I, you know, I'll say this. All the stuff they want is way more expensive. We were at, I'll tell you what, just, I almost had a heart attack. Have you heard of these things called the joggers? Joggers? Joggers. The kind that are on the street, joggers? Right. They're sweatpants. Okay, they're sweatpants. Oh, okay. and, they're, and they, uh, they have elastic at the bottom of the pants. They now. do? They look, actually, I'm going to say this. They're not even very good looking sweatpants, in my opinion. Now, that tells you I, I am not down with the style. But I, one thing I will tell you is they're slim fit. Okay. They're tight to the bottom. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've got two pairs, thank you. Yes. <laughs> People that, if, if you wore those when I was growing up, you got beat up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And we are at the Lulu Lemon store. $108. dollars for a pair of sweatpants. They're sweatpants. Yeah. That's all they I was are. like, yeah, no. Nah. No. Nah. ridiculous. Not happening. But they have the Lululemon <laughs> sign on. I don't. 
I don't get it. No, yeah. you know what? If sweatpants are a hundred bucks, and they they say there's no inflation, they're lying to you. I I, I don't get it. Even in you know what? Even at the the, the Macy's and the I mean T-shirts, forty dollars. Yeah, on sale, forty dollars. Right, right. You're right. It's ridiculous. Have you heard of the Hatchimal? The Hatchimal. The Hatchimal. No, the Hatchimal haven't heard of it. Is the hot kids present oh. right now that you get? Remember when we had the Cabbage Patch Kids and when we had? Wow, wow that's going way, way, way but, back. You know, every year there's a hot item that you can't find that flies off the shelf. There's two of them this year: the Nintendo game system, that's the uh, nostalgic one that has all the old games. Those are those are like fifty nine, sixty bucks, but you can't find them anywhere except online for three hundred to five hundred in Hatchimal. Hatchimals retail at $22. If All right, wanna, that doesn't seem that bad. Yeah, but if you want to find one, you're not going to, but you go online to eBay or, or Craigslist, they'll cost you 150 Have fun with that. Have fun with that. There's people who've got them all over their shelves at home, and they'll sell them to you. So anyway, that's, yes, this is. It's a mad Christmas It, it really is. I, I, I don't know what to say. Uh-uh. How did sweatpants cost? Even you go to the, you know, I guess like we're at Nike, they've got a version of joggers and all. Those were like $80. And you're starting to kind of understand how bad it really is getting. And I'm going to tell you, I got it. I got it. I walked out of my office. No wonder why it's not that great. Who could afford to be here? Hey, let me ask you this. Beats, the headphones. Yes. The brand name Beats. That yes. got bought a- my younger son has a pair of Beats. Okay, they're they're anywhere from three hundred to five hundred for the new set that's going out now. The wireless ones cost a little bit more. I bought my son two years ago just the earbuds that go in there. That's what he has, the earbuds. Okay, yeah. those are ninety bucks. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, how do parents afford them? I don't know how you do it. I really don't. And speaking of affording, something very very important going on in California today. For those that believe California is in danger of breaking its promise of retirement cash for local and state government workers, this week marks another important milestone in the taking stock of an effort to change course. I love that. Hey, uh, yeah, we actually are in danger of breaking our promise. But let's take time to take some stock. So here's what's happening. The directors of the nation's largest pension fund, CalPERS, is going to consider the pros and cons of asking taxpayers next year to chip in more to cover those retirement promises, the second such discussion in just the last month. I don't know if you noticed, but the debt clocks, do you know that uh, we're like $13 billion away from $20 trillion? That's how quick it jumped up. Last week, you said we were at 60. Started the week at like, yeah, 60 plus. Started last week at that. This week, it's all the way down to $13 billion And we're going to hit $20 trillion. We were supposed to not hit that till like the first week of March. It says that set, set aside the politics, just out of the L.A. Times. The math is pretty simple. You know, and this is part of the, one of the things that, that 
I really stress here and why I want all of you to take the time and put away some hard assets. Listen, if you want to be in the stock market, that's fine. Right? I'm not telling you to put all of your money into gold and silver. But I am telling you, you better have some. Why? Because the math is simple. Right? You don't need, you know, all of these economists and Nobel laureates and, and the Federal Reserve and all of the IMF, right? They try to come up with these super complex theories about why this and that and, and if this happened then that's going to occur and so on and so forth. Really boils down to something that we all learn early on in grade school. Basic math. There are only three sources of cash that hundreds of thousands of government workers are expecting during their golden years. Worker contributions, government contributions, and investment profits. And they, this one says from Wall Street. And really, it could be from anything, right? So how much money did you set aside, right? You got Social Security, stuff like that. How much is the government going to kick in, right? Got your Medicaid, your Medicares, for some people, Social Security, Social Security, disability. Oh, and, and do I have any other investment income? Right, that's it. That, that's the way it works. Kelper's investments in all, just under $300 billion, aren't pulling their expected weight. In other words, the Wall Street profits aren't happening. Actual investment profits continue to lag the official benchmark, which was slightly reduced already in 2012. Those who oppose ratcheting down that benchmark rate argue that the long-term trends are still better than recent history and that even a handful of economic boom times can help fill the shortfall. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is kind of the what I call the hope and pray method. Right? Hey, uh, I know that it hasn't been going very well for like the last 20 years. <laughs> right? But, but we just need a couple of big years and we'll be back. But the math is now daunting. See, every year it gets harder and harder. The real investment profits continue to come in lower than expected. Future years must make up the difference or the funding gap widens. Similar problems have erupted all over the state. The pension fund for the teachers as one example. Which brings us to the discussion that is going to occur today and tomorrow, says that we may force CalPERS as soon as February, 
to lower the official assumption of investment profit. Now, here's what I think is great. Hey, we're, we're still going to say that we're going to have profit, but we just need to lower what those profits are going to be. Doesn't sound that bad. Right right now, they're saying that they've got the profit mark set at 7.5%. Why is it not working? 20 years ago, it worked. Well, 20 years ago, it was even higher, by the way. I think they were at 85 or 9 But 20 years ago, they could buy a U.S. 10-year note and get 8 Right, they get seven, eight, nine, all day long, and then all of a sudden, after let's call it thirty years of incredible growth, so incredible that all the Wall Street people, because let's face it, where does this money get invested? Where do all the pension fund money get invested? It gets invested into Wall Street. So when all of these unions were negotiating their contracts in the 90s, right, we had already been gorging ourselves on debt and calling it prosperity. The Wall Street companies were right there at the table. Saying, oh yeah, no problem. We'll get you seven, eight, nine percent a year every year. Apparently now there's gonna be a problem. What Kelper's gonna do, we'll talk about that next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Eagle Forum, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly in nineteen seventy-two and continuing to uphold her legacy by honoring family values, opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional, conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now, from the Eagle Forum Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Political correctness has gone too far in one New York village, and the city manager will not bend to the social justice warriors. Donald Castellucci is the city manager for the small town of Owego, New York. He was inspired by another town to create a city memorial to commemorate the victims of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Owego is situated just a few hours away from where the towers fell. The memorial reads in part, On September 11, 2001, 19 Islamic terrorists unsuspectedly boarded four airliners to hijack the planes and carry out a series of coordinated attacks across the United States. One group of Muslims and social justice warriors is complaining that the memorial used the term Islamic terrorists. They claim that the memorial demonizes all of the Muslims that did not take part in the attack. While Castellucci was outraged to hear that people were calling for the memorial to be changed, he said, I don't live in a politically correct world. I live in a historical fact world, and cross-terrorism, whether it's American, homegrown, Christianity, Islamic, you call it what it is, and we don't whitewash things, especially here. Castellucci should be applauded for his bold stand for the truth. The problem with political correctness and social justice is that they give truth less value than people's feelings. We don't want to live in a society where every mention of history has been whitewashed of anything that might offend somebody. Although some people don't like it, the truth is more important than anyone's feelings. 
We build memorials to commemorate 9-11 for the same reason that we teach our children about other tragedies in American history. Our children need to learn what the price of freedom really is. This memorial in Owego is not about making Muslims look bad. It's about teaching our children that freedom does not come without sacrifice. We should not kowtow to social justice warriors who want to rip the truth out of American history. In the words of city manager Castellucci, you call it what it is. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. Because they fear being labeled as bigots, most political and religious leaders are afraid to speak out in public against Muslim extremists. That's why only a grassroots movement can sound the alarm on radical Islamic terrorism. Will your voice be heard? Read, follow, and add to the blog at eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. The day of reckoning. Getting closer. You know, while, while the millionaires and the billionaires rejoice that they're hoping that Donald Trump will ease some regulation. The reality of the facts are slowly starting to take over. If CalPERS decides tomorrow that they need to lower yet again the average rate of return, and by the way, if they just took what the rate was over the last 15 years, they'd be insolvent tomorrow. They wouldn't even be able to. I mean, they're still going to use a number that's way too big. Now they're going. They're talking about lowering it to 6%. 6% a year return. At that rate, every city and town and county in the state of California would be required by law to start putting more money into the system. In other words, more of those budgets blown up by pensions. Everybody that was currently still working, all the people that work for the state of California, which we know is tens of thousands, all of their paychecks. In other words, right as they're getting their Christmas credit card bills, they'll be getting another bill saying, hey, by the way, we need to take another 3, 4, 5, 10% of your pay. And this is spreading. As I said, today we're $13 billion away from $20 trillion. And we keep pretending like it's not happening. A lot of our customers, we have so many customers that are on some form of a pension. Almost uniformly, every single one of them, that I've at least that I've talked to, has said, hey, I'm getting less now than what I was promised when I retire. They're not always on the news. You know what I'm saying? Nobody likes to talk about it. You only talk about the the real big one. But this is something here with CalPERS that literally will put, I don't even know, dozens of California cities on the verge of bankruptcy. Because the money's not there. And you start thinking about what I talk about. And I use that simple math. When I come out and I tell you 
what the deficit is going to look like over the next 10 years. I'm not guessing. It's not my opinion. It simply is just the fact. Why? Because I know how to do math. When you look at the age and when you look at Social Security, you look at Medicare and you look at Medicaid and you see the trend, right? Hey, every year, take California, every year, the pension cost, the payout, if you will, goes up 7% a year, every year. It's done it every year for nine straight years. Problem is now it's getting ready to what? Go, go up 10, 11, 12% a year. But the math is simple. Then you start adding it on because we don't have the money, right? At least CalPERS, they have some money. Not nearly enough, but they got some. When you look at Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid, we, there is no money. And I know some of you want to believe in the mythical trust fund. The trust fund is full of what they call non-marketable securities. That's a really nice word, isn't it? Sounds really Well, first of all, it's got the word security in it, right? That makes you feel good. Yeah, it's secure, non-marketable. It's so secure that they don't even have to market it. (laughs) That's not what it means. What it means is, hey, we spent the money, and we didn't invest it, we didn't put it in a lockbox, but we left this as an IOU. That's what it is. There is no marketable security. There's no treasury note. There's nothing behind it. Matter of fact, it sits in a little filing cabinet in Virginia. Most people don't know that. I didn't know that. Just piece of paper. Oh, yeah, we spent that. Throw that IOU in there. And then you start thinking about the tax dollars. You know, every every pay period, FICA comes to visit, right? If you're a employee, it's six point two percent. If you're an employer, it's another six point two percent. If you are a business owner, well, you have the lovely pleasure of paying both of them. Or 12.4%. And the government collects all that money. And then it pays out everything that it brings in. And for years, ever since Alan Greenspan got together with Ronald Reagan, that amount, they collected way more than they needed. Part of the thing, and one of the things, and not that Ronald, Ronald Reagan I thought was a great president. Don't don't misunderstand me. But you do 
you need to understand, do you know that how that Reaganomics worked was flawed? We First of all, Reagan ran big deficits for the time. They look like chump chains now. But most of that was hidden, how big he really ran the deficits because of the Social Security trust fund money. Because the government was collecting way more than it needed. And then they would spend it all, but then say it wasn't part of the debt. Today, we don't even collect enough to what we pay out. So the 6.2 or the 12.4% that we currently collect now, that's not enough. And all the money that they allegedly saved is gone. And this is how, when you, when I talk about why the deficits are going to scour, that's why. It's not the only reason, but it's a big reason. And now California is like, hey, we don't we don't have a printing press. We can't just go into debt like that. What are we going to do? I'm going to tell you what the answer is next. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. Rolls of silver quarters. Well, we still have them. You're looking right now. Uh, by the way, uh, gold's up five, eleven hundred forty dollars in change. Uh, silver's still down ten cents today. Uh, it's at sixteen oh five. Which puts these rolls of silver quarters just. Uh, it's about two dollars and ten cents over spot. So if silver goes up, gets back to even today. You're at two dollars over spot. Anything above about sixteen dollars and fifty cents, you're talking about less than two dollars over spot. Which in the silver market, you kids can't get that done anymore. Uh, U.S. rolls of silver quarters. You get forty quarters in a roll. Uh, that's seven point one five ounces in every roll of quarters. If you buy 48 rolls of quarters, because our biggest box, I actually did it this morning, our, our biggest box, and Homer's got to help with the phones here, I can fit 48 rolls into our largest box. That's how many rolls of quarters I can put in there. If you buy a box or 48 rolls, I'll throw in the shipping for you at 800 951 Zero five nine two. That'd be uh, six thousand two hundred and forty dollars. Uh, that'd be forty-eight rolls of quarters, uh, which would uh, be about three hundred forty-three ounces. So uh, make sure I did that right. Forty-eight times seven one five. Yeah, three hundred forty-three point two ounces of silver. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Talking about debt. And now we're, we're, we're sitting here and we're, we're looking at all of these promises that were made during the 90s. When we had just gone through essentially 25, almost 30 years, because most of these pension deals were redone in the late 90s, during the height of the dot-com bubble. And they used recent data, right? They went back to the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and said, hey, we're going to get you 8 9% a year. 
and it looked right. And that actually kind of looked a little conservative. And they even told him, hey, worst case scenario, you buy a 10-year note, still get seven and a half, eight, nine, depending on where the rates were. But what they didn't understand, and what we're starting to try to come to terms with today, and even then it's painful. Because really, when you look at the, 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 the workers in California, nobody wants this. I get it. I wouldn't want my... Essentially, you're taking a huge pay cut. None of the cities want to do this because they don't have any money as it is. But that was a big debt bubble. I mean, you really think about it. In 1971, the national debt was only $400 billion. going to be $20 trillion. We went 195 years to get to $400 billion. And the $400 billion really can be traced back to, to a few major wars. You know, World War II, World War One. you know, all that stuff. And now we have to face the reality. Right? How did Wall Street get to 20000 Well, it didn't, hadn't quite gotten there, but it's almost there. Corporations had to leave this country. And really, if you think about it, right, we've been on a 10-year cycle where we've been laying off full-time American workers, replacing them with part-time American workers, and it's still not enough. And one of the big reasons why Donald Trump won the election is all of us want to go back. We want to go back to where all of us had jobs and we were working full times in the factories and the steel mills and everything was going. But one of the big problems is, is there's all this debt. I mean, think about what we didn't have in 71. There's no such thing as credit card debt, right? Well, I guess there wasn't such thing, but it was so minute. Almost nobody had one. Student loans, right? Those were almost non-existent. Right? Even the mortgage debt, the average home was twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Not two to three hundred thousand. And this is why I keep saying all they try to do is blow the bubble bigger. Blow it bigger, blow it bigger, blow it bigger. Part of Janet Yellen's, you know, let's face it, not very convincing. It was convincing for the billionaires and the millionaires because that's what they want to believe. They've raised rates twice. In the last two years, from zero to a half of a percent, that's not confidence in the economy. And I hope a lot of you understand this, because they know 
Janet Yellen knows. They have, trust me, they have no illusions about interest rates ever being 5, 6, 7, 8% ever again. And this is part of the reason why I'm here, because I'm going to tell you that's absolutely going to happen. And it's going to be a lot higher than that. Because that's what happens when your currency starts collapsing. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on a Monday. I'll work on, we're trying to work on a gold special right now. Haven't really had anything great come across our desk. We do have uh, some feelers out on that, hopefully tomorrow. Uh, but today, a quick look here at the markets before we head out. Uh, gold's now up six, uh, 1141. Uh, silver uh, continuing to, to climb back uh, out of the, right now it's down eight cents now, so uh, continuing to work its way back. The Dow's up 20 points at 19864 Uh The last day here of our silver spectacular sale, uh, rolls of silver quarters, which is, the funny thing is, you know what, we probably went the longest time without having quarters. Not as bad as, like, Saints or anything like that, but we probably went six or eight weeks here recently without any silver quarters, uh, but... Uh, had one one uh, guy come in and, and sell a large amount of them. Uh, we we're they're at a hundred and thirty dollars a roll, which puts them about two bucks over spot at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Take the time, add them to your portfolio. I mean, if you think about it, if we ever went through like a Venezuela type thing, quarters would be great. Silver quarters would be a great thing. You know, you probably figure, you know, silver at $50, $60, $70, $100 to the ounce, something to that effect. Silver would be that would be a great place to have that great divisible material. We hope it never happens, uh, but if you needed barterable-type material, silver quarters is a great way to go. Uh, they're at one hundred and thirty dollars a roll at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two, and now you go online and get that same exact price. When you go online, we have a check price, the credit card price. Uh, you decide how you want to pay for it, uh, and then we ship it registered, insured, U.S. mail to wherever you told us. It's just that simple. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Tomorrow we're going to talk about Ron Paul. Apparently, his Liberty Foundation is trying to get Ron Paul on the Federal Reserve Board. What could that possibly mean? You mean we wouldn't have a academic banker at the Federal Reserve? We could have somebody that uh, would like us to go back to sound money. You know, when you have sound money, you don't run into these things, right? Sweatpants don't cost a hundred bucks when you got sound money. When you got sound money, you don't have to have a minimum wage of fifteen. Let's say fifteen's not even enough, right? 
I mean, if we're going to actually be able to support $40 trillion in debt, because that's what it's going to be, if we're actually going, if California's going to have any hope of paying their pensioners or, or Illinois or New Jersey or Colorado or Arizona, if we don't want to be able to cut the pay of people on Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid, a Big Mac going to have to be like 20 bucks. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800 Call and put away some silver today. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.